0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome to My Millennial Money Medical. My name's Deb Raga, and I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss the concept of an annuity. What is it? What are some of the pros and cons and some of the things to watch out for? Now, we can't do this podcast without the support of Outers Financial. As a full-service financial advisory business, they can help you in many ways, whether that be your requirements on general business advice, structuring and use of multiple entities for tax minimization or asset protection purposes to protect you for the extra risks we take on as medical professionals or a sounding board on ideas you have on your business. Check out altusfinancial.com.au. Let's get started. If you want me to discuss a specific topic, or if you have a specific question, don't hesitate to contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. And for those of you that are new to the channel, remember the three main aims, education, empowerment, and entertainment. So what is an annuity? Now, you know how you pay a monthly premium for your life insurance, so that when you die, your beneficiaries will get paid a lump sum. An annuity is kind of like the same, but the reverse of that. That is, you can buy an annuity with a lump sum of money now and in return, the company through which you buy the annuity from will pay you a monthly income stream. And that monthly income stream is kind of like a premium for your life insurance. And you can buy the annuity for a fixed term or for the whole life that you live. And the advantage is you can get paid consistently, that income stream, no matter what the market does. The company you buy the annuity from takes your money and I suspect they invest it themselves and of course, they get a return on that money. As a reward, they'll pay you a fixed monthly income. So if they make a lot of money from your money, they pocket the difference between that and your monthly payment. Companies that issue annuities are financial institutions or insurance companies. Challenger, for example, is a company from which you can buy an annuity from. Now, that's in Australia. The most common example is when people may use an annuity as a retirement strategy for a steady stream of income. I'll discuss more about this later in the episode. So how does an annuity work? The biggest fear for any retiree is outliving their asset pool. And one way to alleviate the stress is to have an annuity. The retiree is the annuitant who decides to buy the annuity. The annuitant can buy an annuity for a fixed period of time or what's called a lifetime annuity where they get a regular income until they die. The lump sum money they spend to buy the annuity is usually illiquid and is not easily recoverable. So that's why these sorts of investments are not that great for younger people who may need more liquidity in their asset pool. That's assuming if you're younger and you're in your accumulation of wealth phase. Now, I discussed the concept of liquidity in finances in episode 84, if you're interested. So what are some of the types of annuities you can buy? You can buy an annuity for a fixed period of time, say five or three years or even seven years or even 10 years. Or you can just buy a lifetime annuity, where you get paid regular income until you die. The biggest advantage of an annuity is peace of mind. You know you'll get the regular income no matter what happens in the economy or the market. At the time of preparing for this episode, the stock markets around the world have fallen significantly, about 20%. Inflation is at sky high since a long time ago, and people are just fearing a recession is coming. Now, if a retiree was invested mainly in the stock market during this volatile period, you can imagine it can create a bit of anxiety. But if a retiree had an annuity paying them a fixed monthly income, they wouldn't care too much about the volatility in the markets. A lot of the time, a retiree is not able to shift from the mentality of accumulating assets and using those assets to live off. It can be a really tricky situation in someone's life, so an annuity makes that decision A bit easier. What are some of the key features of an annuity? Number one is peace of mind, as discussed before. You'll get a monthly stream of income that is not really linked to the market. So it doesn't matter what the market does, you'll still get your money. Number two is you can buy an annuity which keeps pace with inflation, with indexation added on. Remember, I mentioned it's kind of like a reverse of life insurance. When you buy life insurance or any personal insurance product, you can also have built in inflation indexation into it, and an annuity can do that also. Number three, in some circumstances, you can access your money earlier, but there may be some penalties. Number four is you can list your beneficiaries. So if you do die earlier than expected, then there can be some payouts built in to your beneficiaries. Number five is you may still be lucky enough to receive the age pension. But any income from annuities must be declared a Centrelink and it then becomes part of your assessable income. I'll talk about this specifically a little bit later in the episode. And number six, generally speaking, companies and financial institutions that offer annuities in Australia are regulated by APRA, which is the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority. So you get a sense of security that there are some checks and balances on the management of your hard-earned retirement money. So, as a basic principle, let's use an example to highlight these principles. Amy is approaching retirement age of 67 years of age. She has a fully paid off home, which is worth about a million dollars, but unfortunately, her super is quite low at $150,000. Now, this is due to her time off the workplace, having kids, and unfortunately, divorce during her life she does not have any other investments outside of this. She has a cash buffer of $60,000 for emergency funds. In this case, Amy may be eligible for an age pension. That is usually not enough, though, to live comfortably. So Amy has several options here. Number one, she can cash out her super and buy an annuity, which pays her a regular income stream. Or perhaps cash it out and get a term deposit, which also does the same thing, except it only does at the end of maturity. Number two is she can do this for a fixed period of time or for her entire life. Number three, Amy can also sell her home and cash that out because she's got 100% equity. Or she can buy an annuity with it or perhaps even use the downsizer contributions as part of her superannuation. Number four is an annuity is just one part of the retirement strategy. Notice in Amy, she's got a number of options. So you can't use the annuity as the only solution to your problem. It may be part of the solution to your problem. Number five, when she does some research, she finds an annuity which pays her an annual income of $4,750 if she buys it with $100,000 lump sum and the income is for a period of five years. That's also inflation adjusted during that time. So that's a guaranteed return on her money. She decides to cash out her super and do this because she's found it to be tax effective. That is, super cash outs after preservation age is usually tax free. Now, if you haven't listened to my super series, I've done a three part super series just before, um, which I go through every little bit of super in part one, part two and part three. My recommendation is you have to start listening to part one first and part two builds on that and part three builds on that as well. So in this case, Amy uses the annuity as part of a retirement strategy, but it's not the only strategy for her. So the next question is, can you use your super money then to cash it out and buy an annuity? And the short answer is yes, but there are some rules. You must have met the preservation rules and you must meet the rules of permanent retirement. All the rules of super still apply. I don't think you can use your super money to buy an annuity while you're still in accumulation phase and working full-time. The only problem with using super to buy an annuity is that you can only buy it in that person's name. And you still need to follow the minimum withdrawal rates from your super during your retirement time, even if you cash it out and buy the annuity. That is, if you cash out some of your super and you still have leftover super, well, the leftover super, you still need to follow the minimum withdrawal rates from your super. What about buying an annuity in a joint name? And the answer is, yes, you can, provided the money is not coming from your super. Remember, if the money is coming from your super, you can only buy an annuity in your name. If the money is coming from outside of super, sure, you can buy in a joint name. Now, the advantage of that is any income from the annuity can be split, which can be tax effective. And this also means if one person dies, the survivor takes over the benefits. So the annuity kind of doesn't die with the person who passes away. So how does an income get paid from an annuity? There have been a number of options. You can either receive monthly income, quarterly income, twice yearly income, or lump sum annually. And it also depends on the company that you buy the annuity from and the type of product that you choose from within the annuity selection. So you need to speak to the company and also have a read of their PDS. So what happens then when you buy an annuity and you die? Now, this depends on the annuity you have purchased. Supposing you've purchased a fixed-term annuity, and if you die early, then you can have a beneficiary listed. And that beneficiary will continue to receive the income payments until the fixed period of the annuity expires. Or you can set it up that they get a lump sum payment if you die. But if you had a lifetime annuity annuity, Usually, your beneficiary can receive lifetime payments too, but they won't receive the full 100% of the payments that you may have received had you lived on. They may only receive, say, 60 or 70% of the payments. Now, again, you need to check with your annuity provider and check with their PDS about the specific point, and this is called a revisionary beneficiary. What happens at the end of the annuity term? Usually, you've held an annuity to full term. Generally speaking, they may pay you back the money. And sometimes you can buy an annuity, which has a clause, where you can access your capital back earlier. But of course, there are penalties associated with that, and there are withdrawal fees which apply. Generally speaking, if you buy an annuity, you need to do the full term. Now, what's the main difference then between an annuity and receiving an income stream from your super. Now, this is where terminology can get really confusing. Aged pension, accounts-based pension, retirement income stream, annuity income stream, they can all sound very similar. And to make things worse, it depends on which company or super company you deal with as the terminology varies. Super retirement income stream is not the same as an annuity income stream. The main difference being your super is invested in stocks, bonds, index funds, property, cash, and other debt assets, i.e. the market. Therefore, they are vulnerable to market fluctuations. The annuity you buy does not fluctuate with the market, although there are some products out there when it comes to annuities which you can buy which are linked to the market, and we'll discuss that a little bit more in the episode, but in principle, most annuities don't fluctuate with market returns. So here are some things to consider when you're buying an annuity. Number one, do you want a fixed term or lifetime annuity? Now, this is really important because it entirely depends on how your personal financial situation during retirement is. Do you want security for your lifetime or do you just want security for the next five or 10 or 15 years? Number two, how frequently do you wish to get paid? Generally speaking, if you get paid more frequently, such as monthly, you may get less income. This is because the annuity company has to face higher administrative costs for paying you an income. And it also means they're retaining the money for less duration of period, and they're taking the risk of short-term market fluctuations. Remember, they take your money, and they may invest it, and they try and make more money from that, and they try and pocket the difference. So if they have to keep paying you money every month, then of course it doesn't give them much leeway to do that. Number three is full-term capital preservation. This means if the annuity is designed to be held until full term, which the majority are, then you may get your money back. But sometimes you may wish to have some flexible options in case life happens and you may wish to access your money earlier for emergencies. However, if you choose to get money back before full term, you may not get all of it back. And if you do, there may be penalties and withdrawal fees. Number four is indexation and inflation proofing. It'll cost you more, but you can choose an annuity that keeps pace with inflation. Generally speaking, I'm a fan of keeping pace with inflation, especially when buying any insurance products. And when you buy an annuity, it's kind of like an insurance product. Number five is revisionary beneficiaries. Do you want them or not? You can elect to choose a beneficiary in the event you die, or your beneficiary will get paid the income stream or even a lump sum. The cost of the annuity and the fees associated with it will increase if your revisionary beneficiary is much younger than you. What about tax? How is taxation handled with annuities? If you purchase an annuity from your super money and you've reached preservation age, then the annuity is tax-free. If you purchase an annuity with your non-super money, then the annuity is taxable, i.e. the regular income streams are taxable, but the original capital return, if you had one, is not taxable. So when you finish the term of the annuity and you get your capital back in some of these annuities, that is not taxable. This is because you've used your after tax money to buy the annuity in the first place. Now, remember, not all annuities are capital preserved. Only some are. I need to do some research on that. Let's take a quick break, and when I come back, we'll continue to learn about annuities, especially
0: when it comes to retirement. Be right back.
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. And just another shout out to Altus Financial for getting behind my Millennium Money Medical. We can't do this without them. Whether you're established in your career with a solid income and looking for next steps, or you're after advice about buying into, selling, or opening your first practice, Altus Financial can help. Altus is offering a complimentary 15-minute chat for anyone who wants to discuss their scenario with their professional team. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Now, what about companies? Which companies actually offer annuities in Australia? Surprisingly, in Australia, there isn't much competition for annuities. The main company seems to be challenger. I'd be interested to hear from listeners about other main providers. The thing to watch out for here is Is your annuity issued by another company? Because if it's issued by another company, and when you look into it, it's basically a rebadged challenger product. So make sure you read the PDS. And it's quite surprising how we don't have much competition in the field of annuities in Australia. Annuities are relatively common and big in North America. So what are some of the pros of annuity? What are some of the good things about it? Now, the main thing about it is it's not linked to other market returns. And this means your income is guaranteed no matter what happens. So you don't need to worry about pandemics, wars, economic uncertainties. But of course, we need to make sure the company that actually issues annuities survives any economic uncertainties. Number two is suitable for someone who's concerned about bear markets, someone who's relatively anxious, someone who wants to, you know, preserve their money as much as possible. Number three is you can buy annuities which are indexed to inflation so you can maintain your cost of living expenses. Inflation is on everyone's mind in 2022. Number four is you can buy an annuity for a fixed term of your lifetime. Number five is you can have a revisionary beneficiary as discussed before so your spouse or dependents can still receive the benefits if you die. And number six, you can have some flexibility in accessing your capital earlier But of course, this comes with penalties and withdrawal fees, and it comes at a cost. So what are some of the bad things about annuities? The bad thing is, once you give away your capital, you can't choose how it's invested. In Australia, annuities, there's really not much choice. The lack of choice is fundamentally a major problem. And annuity payments are reflected by current interest rate payments. So, if the interest rate environment is low, then annuity payments will also be low. The flip side is, as interest rates are currently rising, it might be something retirees should consider. The other thing is, your money is locked away until the term of your annuity. You can't really do much about that. That's an opportunity cost. And generally speaking, once income payments start, you can't really change that income unless of course it's indexed to inflation. And lastly, market returns are generally higher over the long term and annuities don't reflect the markets. Remember, if you're retiring at the age of 60 or 65 and you live to 85, you've got another 20 plus years ahead of you in terms of investment runway. So it's not as if you're going to cash out all of your money when you retire. So over those 20 years, The chances are the market is going to return higher than what the annuities return. Now, I did mention about the aged pension, and we need to talk a little bit about some of the rule changes associated with that when it comes to annuities. I mentioned before that any income from an annuity is declarable, so it may affect your aged pension. So, just like any other income in retirement. But in 2019, they did change the rule to only include 60% of your annuity income as part of your incomes test for age pension. This should make annuities a bit more attractive. So in other words, if you had dividend income, all of that takes into account when it comes to your incomes test for age pension. But if the same dividend income, let's say, if the same sort of income comes from an annuity, then only 60% of that is included as part of the incomes test for age pension. So that's a 40% benefit this should make annuities a bit more attractive in the future. And it might be worthwhile speaking to an accountant or maybe a financial advisory firm about this specific rule. Now, what I took from this change is that if your income comes from an annuity, it's treated more favourably as opposed to other forms of income when it comes to incomes test for age pension assessment. Now, having a mixed retirement strategy may be the right step for you. And what does that mean? It means that retirement need not be An all or nothing process. Like I said, when you retire at the age of 60 or 65 or 67 or 70, you're not going to spend all your retirement funds in one go. You're going to take a little bit of it and spend it and see what happens. You can have an annuity perhaps as part of your retirement strategy. You can also have part of your portfolio in the markets as a hedge against inflation. This sort of hybrid strategy is likely going to be more and more common in the future, especially as interest rates rise. I did a quick check on Challenger's website about the types of annuities they offer. And by all means, I'm not recommending Challenger. That's the only company I kind of came across that seemed to be, you know, focused on providing annuities. So please don't take this as an endorsement. And Challenger, if you're listening and you want to advertise, contact the My Millennium Money Network. Now, in the Challenger website, they had lifetime annuities, which can be immediate payment, deferred payments or market-linked annuities, which kind of seems like how it would work in your super or investments outside of super. So I'm not sure why you would buy an annuity that's linked to the market. It kind of defeats the purpose. And the second version is fixed-term annuities, usually for two, three, or five years. They're relatively short-term. I couldn't find any information about seven, 10, or 15, or 20-year annuities on the Challenger website. Annual income varied between 4.25% at the time of recording, to 4.75%. And of course, the longer they have your money, the more returns they promise for you because the longer they have your capital, the more money potentially they can make from the market. So hopefully that gives you a little bit more information about annuities and that's about it for this episode. It's something we don't really talk about much in Australia and I don't see chatter about it in the financial forums or Facebook forums and it's pretty rare. And I hope you learned a thing or two about annuities and I certainly did. To me, it seems like a pretty decent option for those that just want security for their retirement. Personally, I probably won't buy one. Why? Because I like, over the long term, prefer the index fund strategy. It's going to give me better returns, probably less fees. And I guess if you have a reasonable portfolio and you're not really worried about market downturns, it doesn't really matter for me. But if you don't have much of a portfolio and you're very anxious about your market returns and you're going to be you know, making decisions based on whether it's going to be a bear market or bull market or whatever it is, then maybe annuities is something that you should consider as part of your retirement strategy. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you may be using or just leave a five-star rating on all of the platforms. That's even better. And please leave a positive review. I'm trying to get to about 500 ratings with lots and lots of reviews because the more people leave reviews, the more positive it is the more people find these episodes. Remember, these episodes are free. My name's Dev Ragar from My Millennial Money Medical and until next time, please make sure you stay safe.
0: We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast.